Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Silicon Valley Bank. Hello, everybody. We're back again. This is Frank Gruber. It's the Startup of the Year podcast. And today, we're talking about startups from the Gulf Gulf region. We've got a big event coming down, going down in uh, New Orleans, and it's happening April 29th through May 2nd. And we're going to have a big Startup of the Year competition down there. So excited to talk about some companies that we've seen through the Startup of the Year program that will be, uh, you know, some will be participating, some may not, but we just want to get up, updates on some of the companies we've seen as we get ready to head down to the bayou. But first, I must introduce our co-hosts. Today, we've got a great group of co-hosts from the Established and Start of the Year team. We've got Lori Teal, Jen Consalvo, Rich Malloy, and Joe Corbett joining us. How's everybody feeling today? Hey, hey. Wonder- Nola. <laughs> Nola. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're talking about Nola. All right. So I think we should just jump right in. We've got some great companies we're going to talk about today. And I think we should set the tone as usual with a little Emmy Lou Harris. Because that this is really going to. There we go. Gulf Road Highway. Does that get everyone amped? <laughs> I think you need some new tone setting music. I mean, the, the, the state capital music, the Texas you know, state song. What, 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 you think you that's know? off? What, I mean, I thought this would be get us going. I thought, am I not on the right page here with this? I, I think it sounds I, I, like a great first date movie. Okay. What, what about or Down in the Bayou? Song, Down say. in the Bayou? That one from Dave. Well, I didn't know if we could pay Dave Matthews rights for that usage so i didn't want to go there we do have some startups to talk about so let's just dive in uh we've got one that's based out of new orleans which is pretty exciting that we've worked with before as they were part of our uh startup of the year program previously and they're going to be working with us i think hopefully in the future and it's it's one near and dear to our hearts Lori, do you want to take it away with dig dates i would love to i love love all startups but it's hard not to have a special place in your heart for one that has to do with dogs, especially for me. <laughs> so um, Dig Dates is an app that provides a platform for pet parents wanting to find a match and who love their animals as much as they do. It's designed for pet parents and pet lovers. In addition, they've got some new things going on where they build out daily deal features for things like pet treats and daily tips from vets and trainers. But ultimately, this is focused on how to make sure your your lifestyle is suited to someone else's lifestyle, whether they have a dog or not, or that they are um, open to the idea that they can love your dog. That's really where this is, where this comes from. And so some fun background, because I always like to be the colorful commentator on, on, on our startups, is that this is co-founded, co-founded by sisters Lee and Casey Eigzen. Um, they were one of our top 100 semifinalists last year in Boston, so we know them well, and we've been watching and seeing all their great success happening. It's great to see. Um, Lee comes from a great background of journalism and teaching journalism and also being a journalist herself, uh, along with some other accomplishments in the NOLA area. And Casey, her sister, is an accomplished art director in the New York area. So I think their skill sets blend very well to have started this company called Dig Dates. Um, and most, most importantly, they each have super cute furry coworkers named Penny and Layla. And we got to meet Layla last year in Boston, and she was a big hit. So that's just a little bit of fun, 
fun background on, on our, um, on our co-founders. So what I always love the best part about this though, is a story of how they got there. And her sister, Casey started dating a guy who really, really tried to love, tried to be a dog person for her. And he just couldn't bring himself to love dogs as much as she loved her Layla. So when her sister asked her about it, she asked, you know, what happened so forth? Such a great guy. She said, yes, he tried, he even tried to put towels down on the couch, et cetera. It just wasn't working the way I want to have my lifestyle with my dog. I wish I would have known sooner how to match lifestyles. And hence, that's basically how Dig Dates was born um, from, from the story I hear. So um, so since um, they have, well, we were with them in Boston, they've seen a lot of traction while they are an app that's available to everybody, no matter where you are, they have launched uh, what they call, they've launched 10 cities where they help highlight in those cities these great dog parties where all you have to do is either get the app or share the app to enter into the party and get a free drink and bring your dog and create the atmosphere they're looking for to find pet lovers loving other pet lovers. And so they've done Boston or they've done New York and Austin, and they've got a whole list out there on their website if you want to be somebody that helps uh, bring a party to, to a city near you um, that's also out there. Um, they've raised $382,000 to date, and they've already started another round to raise another $382,000, which includes being able to um, contribute through a crowdfunding uh, uh, campaign. And they're seeing a lot of their own app users uh, fund this campaign, which I think says a lot about the type of company they are, their customer service, the loyalty, the brand, and, and, and how their customers are really loving uh, dig dates. So I thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. Um, and then a little bit more here on the media coverage side. I think uh, Lee's uh, expertise in the journalism side definitely lends to all of her great coverage. Uh, true story, I was, I was listening to NPR just a few weeks ago, and I came in midway, and all of a sudden I hear Lee's voice, and I hear dig dates, and I was like, oh my gosh, one of our Star of the Year alumni is getting on How I Built This by NPR, and I thought that was that was pretty cool for them as well as a recent uh, feather in their cap. That's amazing. Um, That's great news. And and isn't that funny? You were listening, and all of a sudden they were on. That's I just recognized her voice, and of course, the and it just went, yeah, it was just like little like just cheering them on and just happy to hear it. So, and I want to just make a quick note. I said they were currently raising, I think 389. That was their last round. So they're currently raising 350 for this, for this seed round, just to clarify. And you can invest as a minimum of $99 into that crowdfunding um, campaign they have going where you can find on net capital. So I want to just end this with a really special note. Um, Lee makes it very clear about how much support she's gotten from New Orleans, both she and her sister um, heavy ties there, lots of support. Um, one of the cool things they do as well is they use rescues throughout their marketing um, app and Twitter and anything they use marketing and social wise. They use rescue dogs from the Jefferson Parish SBCA and NOLA Bulldog Rescue. So they're, I mean, I just can't tell you, it's just so impressive to see how many ways she's trying to not only build her business, but just build ties through the community um, and through partnerships, long-term partnerships and her customers. And um, it's just so impressive to see how many different ways you can bring dogs into a good, <laughs> into the, into good into the world. So um, yeah, so that's, that's my notes on what's going on with dig dates and um, just really can't wait to see how they continue to rise and um, look forward to seeing them again soon. That's great. I, we, I love the dogs. 
you yeah. know, Lori, the, the the thing that I hear as you as you talk about that, and as we've reviewed, as I've reviewed Dig Dates before, is they they are focused on their community and yes. the businesses and the startups that where community is an, is an important piece of that, the businesses that, that are focused on the community and that put all of their energy into serving their community and doing right by their community, those are the ones that make it in the long term, that are able to build those network effects because people can't live without it, they don't want to be without it, and they'll do anything to support and grow that business because they feel a part of it, because they're served by it. So I love their focus on community. I wholeheartedly agree. It's like a new twist on a dating app scene, but they are definitely focused on blank community with their customers and with, um, with their supporters. It's, 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 it's evident. And I think it's their number one, the, what they would see as their number one, um, key to success. And I, so, I agree with you that bigger yeah. mission helps, um, with, with a lot of different companies. A lot of, I mean, I think a lot of times, uh, folks get focused so much on their thing instead of jumping into with a bigger kind of mission in the world. And I think having that community as a backbone is, is really strong and powerful. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Thank you so much for all that insight about uh, Dig Dates, you know, yep. our New Orleans like company. Got to know the story. Yes, we do. Oh, sorry. A little, little jazz for us, for our New Orleans company. It's nice, right? That's great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, little, I can dig it. Gets us going. I, I, I can dig <laughs> it. A little bit better. There you go. <laughs> that was punny. All right. So next up. Hey, Frank, I'm going to jump in before you steal my opportunity to make a dad joke. Because there's, there's usually one There's usually one coming out of you every uh, 10 minutes or so. We're at the 10 <laughs> go for it. Right now. Uh, so we're, we're going to shift gears from furry friends to furry men. And we're going to focus <laughs> on uh, fame. <laughs> I love it. Uh, which is a start, which is a startup we've seen before, and uh, where where did we see them? What city were we in? Was that uh, Boston? Were we in Boston? Yes, that was in Boston. Yes. But they are right. from so Texas. They're, just so they're you know. they are from Texas. They're a Tex- Dallas, Texas-based startup. They uh, have a pretty interesting product uh, that I that I'm interested in, if only because it has uh, three three markets it's serving. So they're they're an app-based company that serves barbers. That allows barbers to be, become uh, members in their network to help them find clients, manage schedules, um, ha- let, let users book appointments, which is another avenue that they have. So it's not just for barbers. It's also for users like myself who need to be groomed. And if you've ever met me, grooming is something I could probably spend more time on. Uh, so, And I love technology, so anything that, that can, I can uh, uh, load an app on my phone and make my life easier, I'm probably going to do it. So... Um, uh, Fade connects uh, connects barbers to users and users to barbers based on um, uh, a user like myself going in, setting my profile up, saying, "Hey, uh, I, I like to I like the, I like a close shave. I like uh, conditioning and scalp massage, all that. Who's in my who in my area can provide these types of services? It'll match you up, and you can continue to go to your barber uh, just by booking through the through the application. Another another uh, avenue they have for revenue. Again, I really like startups that have multi prong approach, not just you know, like hyper-focused in the area, but also a multi-pronged approach. They have barbers and end users, but also brands. Brands can go into their platform uh, and help uh, users find their products and things that might be interesting interesting to them. So as a, a person like myself who has a beard, um, and I mean facial hair, get that right, um, uh, I'll only see products that are relevant to uh, my profile. So if I'm, if I'm saying, hey, I have a beard, I need someone to keep it groomed and uh, trim, I'll, I'll only see products like um, like Bluebeard uh, to keep to keep it moist and fresh, right? So this is really a kind of hyper focused, uh, curated way of keeping uh, men groomed and uh, put together. And as we mentioned uh, at the beginning of this, 
we've seen them before in Boston, and they're they're going to make the trip to New Orleans. Am I allowed to say that? Did I just divulge information? Yeah, I don't I, know. You can definitely say that. I'm still stuck on the use of moist around beards. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's just uh, well, a as a man who doesn't have a beard, you wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I we'll think get, it's we'll fine him. for you to bring up Inno in New Orleans. We're headed there. That's right. That's right. A uh, city near and dear to my again. own heart. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we did get an update from them. Uh, they are currently raising a $500,000 pre-seed round. Um, and they, they're, they've decided to shift from having uh, shift to a, a SaaS based model. So now barbers can actually subscribe to their app. They're not, they're not going to take like a cut or a commission anymore. Uh, I, I actually like that. I think keeping it simple, keeping people on into a subscription model means they're more likely to you kind of set it and forget it. You know, $25 probably isn't too cumbersome to the, uh, to the end user. Uh, they're also making a, a package deal, $2.99 to an entire barbershop. Uh, so I, I really think they've had the time between uh, the last time we've seen them and now to really, um, to really respond to whatever the market uh, feedback has been. And that shows with uh, how they've matured since. Uh, and that's fade, unless you guys have something else to add. Actually, Rich, you should add something because you're the one with probably the most manicured hair on the team. I think that would be Frank. The award goes to Frank on that one. <laughs> it's funny. Um, you say that I'm currently wearing a hat. <laughs> uh, probably because it would take too long to get ready. So maybe you're right. Maybe on that we one. should do some picture comparison because my husband's got a pretty good beard. Just saying. Well, I do. I do. I used to have. I used to sport the startup beard. So. I, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, there's just like the scruffier one. Like yeah. Joe has a real beard. There's layers of beard. My phone numbers in the podcast description. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. One more thing about fade is, uh, we were talking about community earlier and I think these guys really do know all about community. If we remember they were, they won our fan favorite in Boston and I remember them really drumming up a lot of uh, excitement and support around them. So I would guess these guys are going to continue in that effort and really um, build up a, a, a really exciting community about around what they're doing. Yeah, they get an enthusiastic award from me for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Lori, I think you mentioned this uh, in our pre-production how it's it's good to see a startup coming in again to you know participate and you know quote unquote compete for the top spot as much as. Winning startup of the year is a great thing, but just participating, I think, is a boon to to any startup who who does participate, which I think uh, Fade would agree with, which is why they're back. Yeah, uh, I, and w w with how they've matured, it wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, finish much closer to the top. They were such a testament last year to sh to to uh, letting me know how much value they saw out of being there and being with the other founders and being with just the experience and the practice, and to see them come back is like you know, the little engine that keeps going, they're just, they're, they're not going to stop until I think they get that trophy in their hands. And I, I love that kind of mm -hmm. determination from a startup. So, yep. And I'll close on this by saying their app is already available in the app store uh, and the Android version is coming soon, although their website is uh, mobile friendly. So check them out. All right. Nice. Yeah. And drop the mic, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate it. All right. Um, next up, we're going to go to the sunshine state of Florida uh, where we've got a pretty amazing founder uh, that started a company that was part of our Start of the Year program back in 2014. Um, so this company is flat out of heels. Uh, they're out of Miami, Florida. Uh, Dawn Dixon uh, is the founder. And she, she started the company in 2011. 
And the idea was more or less, you know, you you know, if you're walking around a lot um, and you're a woman and you're wearing heels, um, sometimes that's really painful or sometimes it can be difficult. So she started creating flat out of heels, which were rollable, stylish, compact ballet flats that basically rescue, rescue your feet, you know, after being in heels forever. So, you know, long day on, on heels, you could get a pair of these and put them on and save your feet the, the agony. So she started doing it, d- dispensing them through, um, smart, uh, basically just, uh, vending machines basically where the rollable flats were replaced all in a bunch of different machines, you can go get them and uh, immediately have relief. Um, you could. She, had, she was distributing through airports, nightclubs, um, you know, shopping malls, convention centers, places where you're generally on your feet a lot. So, pretty amazing uh, concept slash company. She did really well uh, in our startup of the year. She ended up in third um, overall in 2014, um, and then went on to receive funding from. Backstage Capital. So our friends Arlen Hamilton and uh, and company uh, invested in them, um, and then she she just has a lot of um, you know accolades from there on. So she ended up working um, with organizations like uh, Google and, and Square One Bank and ADP, uh, where they were actually creating these these heels as swag promotional items for their conferences, and and worked on a number of of B two B kind of. Um, Experiences where you know flat out of heels was the um, was the, the the swag or the the give me on, on the kind of things that they were doing for their conferences and things. So a lot of different partnerships, um, but interestingly, uh, in the process, <laughs> Dawn figured out another business. <laughs> so this business led to her next business. She's still the CEO of flat out flat out uh, vending machines um, or flat out of heels, but then she launched a new company called. Popcom, which actually is producing the, the smart vending machines. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and so now she's the CEO of that company, and that company's venture backed as well. So um, it, just amazing uh, that she's now running two companies um, and continuing to kind of press along. Um, you know, a pretty good, pretty amazing story out of Florida. Um, she's also, I think her other company is based out of the Midwest. So she's got a company out of Columbus as well. So um, She's pretty busy. <laughs> so she gave us a little bit of an update and uh, we're excited. Maybe we should have her on as a guest in the future because she, she, Frank, she, she, she sounds like one of those people who doesn't have trouble starting companies. She has trouble not starting a company. <laughs> yes. She's just always capitalizing on opportunities. Yeah. And, which is and awesome. it's funny. We, awesome. I ran into her in Columbus um, a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. Um, she was part of the Rise of the Rest tour there. So she was one of the companies in Columbus, Ohio, pitching Steve Case and, and J.D. Vance and others for investment. And um, you know, it was one of those situations where I bumped into her. I was like, what are you doing in Columbus? And we didn't get to fin- completely catch up, but yeah, that's what she was doing. She had her other company, um, which she just um, had on Start Engine and raised... I think it was over a million dollars on her her crowdfunding campaign for that. So her other companies off to the races as well. A lot of support and um, obviously uh, definitely a starter. But she's boy, she's really interesting as far as the areas that she's starting in because the vending machine market now she has the ability with this new company to not just vend the traditional things you'd think maybe flat out, flat out heels could be one of, flat out heels could be one of them. But there's now the ability to potentially even jump into other areas like these other regulated spaces like alcohol and um, cannabis and others. And I think that's the interesting thing for a lot of folks that are, are looking at um, Popcom. And you can find out more about Popcom at popcom.shop. Um, 
she's like I said, she's oversubscribed right now in her start engine, which is if you go to startengine.com slash P-O-P-C-O-M, you can find out more about her her latest um, raise. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty big fan of what she's up to and um, excited to, to hear what's next with uh, the couple companies she's running. Two things I want to mention. Two things I want to mention about how Flat Eye Heels has uh, updated their product a little bit because I think this is important. One, I find this so interesting. They're actually selling B2B and they're selling their flats to companies like Google and ADP and others to use as branded swag at as a promotional item at conferences, which I think is brilliant because how many times have you found yourself at a conference or on a trade trade show floor as a woman where your feet are just killing you, right? And you just need to get out of your heels. Um, and the second is they did a big partnership with DSW and now they'll be giving out flat outs as a, a gift with purchase, which, um, which I think is pretty amazing. That's coming up. They're going to be doing a big promotion with DSW in May of this year. Oh, so. good timing. So if any of you shop at DSW, be on the lookout for your flat outs. Great. No, thanks for that extra info. That's really great. And it sounds like, I mean, partnerships matter, right? I always say that, but it's so true. Um, and, you know, obviously a slight pivot there because she realized where she could, you know, connect with more people with these things. So anyone else have anything? If not, I oh, just, go ahead. I just wanted to, I just wanted to say one quick sure. thing is, I mean, if you go to Google Don Dixon's name, you're going to find a lot of cool stuff about Don Dixon. And I think the other um, part I wanted to mention was just, I love founders who like to give back and who like to share their stories to help others. And she's got um, some YouTube footage about how hard it is to raise money um, from Richard Capitalist um, in the black tech community. And she likes to share her story and even talks about how a policy passed from the uh, Obama administration helped her. So I just think there's always something to learn from someone like Don Dixon and I love that she shares that information and tries to help others. At all I think time. we should have her as a guest. I think she's got a lot to share. I think so all too. right, we'll do that. Yeah. Next up, we've got Lazarus 3D, which is out of Houston, Texas. Jen, do you want to share some updates? Absolutely. So Lazarus 3D, uh, as Frank says, out of Houston, um, they were actually one of our top 15 at start of the year last year in Boston. And um, what they do is is fascinating. So totally switching gears from all the other companies we talked about today. We're, we're looking at the medical space. They are pioneering cutting edge 3D printing technology printing technologies in medicine. So they're providing, imagine realistic medical training models for professionals to improve their surgical skills. And talking with them, I've learned so much about what's done today and, and, you know, what you, what it could be. So for example, you could be having a surgery coming up and your surgeon may be practicing on a piece of chicken or a piece of fruit, something like that. And, you know, or they did as students, but they don't really have anything. They're, they're not really practicing anymore. Um, and you know, that's how sometimes things go wrong, right? These guys have actually really perfected the art of creating a realistic model, you know, right down to personalization of what's going on in your body that a doctor can order, um, right from you know taking all your data, the MRI they have, whatever they have, get that model and actually practice complicated surgeries on this model before they cut into you. 
And I, I'm just so amazed by what they're doing. They, uh, they, the founder, Jacques uh, Zenefeld, he actually created this 3D printer in his kitchen. He worked on all these different models and invented this, these uh, these materials in order to um, create these realistic models that you could actually inject with liquids and, you know, and, and make just like the human body. I, I would love to see his kitchen because I mean, what if you confuse, the, I mean, you never want to confuse the vegetables with the 3D printed parts. Where do those go? I mean, that's got to be a fun picture. Yeah. So one clarification, Jen, just to be very clear, they, it's not just 3D printed parts so that they can simulate it. It's 3D printed parts that have taken data from the patient so that the upcoming surgery is almost, you're almost practicing on that person, like a replica of the specific patient. It's, simulated. it's both. So yeah. they provide both. So you could just order, you know, a hospital could order, you know, sort of more generic parts, but uh, they just launched their patient specific model line um, where you can actually, you know, take that specific patient's information from their MRI and create uh, a replica of what's going on in that person's body. Um, so their, te- their, their patent pending technology lets them create human tissues and body parts that mimic the mechanical properties of the real body parts. Um, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely game changing. They, uh, it, it is. They've already saved lives. They have some amazing uh, uh, stories about lives they've already saved. They actually were part of the NASA iTech competition at the end of 2018, and they were um, one of the top three winners. They've had some great, really great news lately. I, I just talked to them, and they got their notice of allowance on their patent, which means they're they just have to complete their filing and they've got their final patent. Um, they've doubled their revenue recently. They've, uh, they've grown their company. They've added a few more key members and, uh, and probably most importantly, they've had their billing code, a billing code approved, uh, which is huge with insurance companies because getting into that CPT system with insurance, I guess really makes is a game changer, uh, for things like this, where, you know, so far, this kind of thing is up to the doctor if they want to pay out of pocket or up to the patient if they want to pay out of pocket. And now to have insurance cover that makes it much, much easier decision for somebody to say, yes, I'm going to order this. Um, so they're fantastic. They're, they have so much energy. Uh, I know that they've, they've uh, been completing their... Um, their first angel round, but now actually they're working on their series a They're, uh, I think they're raising about one and a half million, uh, almost complete, still have a little bit more room. So just really excited about where they're going. And founders that give back, they want to give back to the youth community of inventors. And I just love that. Yes, that's right. Lori, can you, can you share that? So Jacques Zenefeld and his, his wife is actually, um, part of the team as well. I think she's one of their lead engineers. They're, they're a, brilliant couple, like sitting in the same room with them is kind of, you always feel like the dumbest person in the room, uh, <laughs> but they do give back. Lori, can you remind us about that story in Boston? I, just really, really quick. I mean, I saw them talking to every founder and in every which way they're always trying to help any way they can. There's those types of people, their smile, there's amazing people, like you said. And, um, we had five young inventors at our event in, in, um, Boston. And one of them had a pretty, um, pretty outdated, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? model of the spine? She had scoliosis and he was immediately taken by her story and her and, and what she had been through and why she wanted to make sure that there was a way to 
um, to take tests accurately with scoliosis with this vest that she was creating. And so he said, I want to make your, your, you know, your the way you present this even better. So I can make you a new scoliosis or a new spine uh, model is what I think he told her. And so we need to get them back connected. It sounded like they, they lost track a little bit. He's probably been a little busy as well. Um, so we'll get them reconnected, but she was blown, blown away by the fact that he, that he even offered up that and um, the support and generosity of, of both he and his wife uh, just seems to always shine through everywhere, everywhere we go. That's, so, I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Um, you always love hearing those stories. So thanks so much for adding it. Um, now I love this company. I think it's really interesting and could save a lot of people's lives. And that it's super powerful. I mean, I can think of a couple of friends that right off the bat that could have leveraged it. And I also am Definitely. thinking I'd love to get all my parts made into 3d parts so I can at least just look at them. It'd be kind of neat. <laughs> Moving okay. on. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Next up we have last but not least one Milo. Rich, do you want to take it away? Absolutely. So One Milo is based in Miami, Florida. So another Florida uh, company and also in the medical tech space. Uh, it was founded by brothers Lawrence and Russell Lee in 2017. And they provide lab tests, take-at-home lab tests that are synced to your smartphone. And so their proprietary device takes strips that have either blood or urine samples on them and then provide an analysis of over 100 different types of diagnostic tests. So we've talked about aperiomics before, which was focused on rare diseases and identifying uni unique and rare conditions. One Milo is more focused on the general conditions in the, in the more common blood tests that you would need to take. And one of the great use cases for this really is that, frankly, visiting a lab or your doctor's office to get your blood tested is it's inconvenient and it's inefficient for both sides. And you think about it, you drive at least 15 minutes and you sit in the waiting room and then you get blood drawn and then you leave and then you wait for the results. And, you know, there's an hour of your life that you're not getting back. And if you need to do this on a regular basis, there are some one-off solutions for, for specific types of blood tests to be done, but nothing that is very broad or general that can do multiple tests across the board. And so it plugs into their app, and they have an ecosystem uh, that, uh, that, you know, that, that ties into the app that provides additional analysis and results. You can buy over-the-counter and perform, it, uh, perform the test at home, or it can be covered by your insurance and have your care provider prescribe it, and you go and pick it up, and your insurance pays for it. And so you can pick them up at the pharmacy and test anytime or anywhere. And the founding team here is super smart. So Dr. Lawrence Lee completed his radiology, radiology residence at Harvard, and he received his fellowship in cardiovascular and interventional radiology, and he also served on the faculty at Harvard Medical School. So he's smart. And Russell Lee has a 15-year uh, career in finance that included investing in an Israeli biotech firm that is now listed on the NASDAQ. And he was previously the founder of a smart sensor startup. And so one Milo for Russell is this combination of his passion for biotech and IoT put together into, into one device and the opportunity to work with, uh, work, work with his brother and some other smart people on the team. Like Lazarus 3D, they were a NASA iTech Cycle 3 winner. So in the end of 2018, so during 2018, they competed against hundreds of startups from around the world and were among the top 10 that were selected to come and pitch at the, at the iTech finals in October. And they were one of the three winners selected. And you can see why NASA likes this, right? Because the, because the one Milo tech gives you, allows you to perform tests anywhere on Earth or in space. 
So One Milo is is out doing great things, and I look forward to seeing One Milo at my local CVS or Walgreens. Yeah, so uh, so I get the privilege of working quite a bit with the NASA iTech team, and um, and I was able to see and work with Russell for almost a week when he was pitching uh, at the iTech event in Hartford last fall, and um, and to see even just since they pitched at at our Boston event and then at the iTech event, um, the growth they've had and the wins with insurance companies and things like that is incredible. Um, the way that they started to talk with NASA and then evolved their product based on the feedback of, you know, what would this look like in a zero gravity environment or working with, with astronauts made them completely rethink how they could rework their product and and actually have that improve the product on Earth, not just for space. Um, so they're constantly thinking about ways to improve and, and to get this out there and to, again, really change our everyday uh, interfacing with healthcare. And I, I just love it. I think these guys are great. I'm super excited, both Russell and... Um, from One Milo and Jacques from Lazarus Studio are going to be speaking on a panel at uh, at the Space Symposium. Um, it's a NASA panel uh, next week, so I'm excited to see both of them on stage again. Excellent, that's great. Um, I think it's clear we ha- we love NASA. <laughs> and we should have NASA on the go. call as well. Yeah, maybe, we, sh- think maybe we, we could have somebody. I don't know. I think we know a few people we over should. there. Maybe we, we do have. know a few people over there. <laughs> We probably have some NASA music too that we could. Maybe, maybe we have them join from the space station. Ooh, that's a great idea. I love that. I'm always filled with ideas. All right. So, anybody else have anything to add about One Milo? All right. Love them. Yeah, we like we like One Milo too. Okay. So that is that's all of our companies today. But before we say goodbye on this episode, we wanted to take a moment to hear from somebody from our team, our friends at Inno. So everyone knows we're working down in in New Orleans with a group that is creating a new conference, the InnoConf, and we're excited to be producing a Startup of the Year event down there where we'll have about 50 companies showcasing and pitching to a great group of of judges uh, for a chance at fast-tracking to our Startup of the Year Summit, which is in the fall. So pretty excited about that, excited to be working down down in NOLA and uh, we're going to hear a little bit more about what's going on in New Orleans from somebody that's been down there working for quite some time. Hello, everybody. I'm here talking with Gerard Ramos. He's from Reverie, and he's down in New Orleans. And uh, really appreciate him joining us today. He's got a lot of great uh, insights about New Orleans and a great story himself about what led him to to start up down there and, and what he's been up to. So, hey, Gerard, how's it going? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining today. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you're up to with Revelry down in New Orleans? Yeah. So Revelry is a digital innovation lab. Uh, we've been around for about six years now. Um, we build a platform that helps companies scale, and we work with startups and corporates and people trying to build cool stuff. Okay, great. And why New Orleans, of all places? I mean, there's a lot of different places you could start up and run a business. But yeah, man, so, so I'm originally from here, and um, you know, I was working on a, a, a project with some friends of mine, and my only customer uh, was in Las Vegas, actually, when Katrina hit. And so um, that, was, that wasn't in New Orleans. So I moved to Vegas, um, finished that project, worked at Zappos for a little while, then moved to San Francisco. 
was there for a few years, uh, did a quick stint in Tahoe, and then I met this girl, and I had this startup idea, and um, my buddy Chris Schultz was launching a incubator down here, and uh, made my way back, uh, so that's how I got back to New Orleans, but um, that company, uh, something we maybe get into here, but back then, you know, 2011-12, New Orleans tech scene was was really much smaller than it is today. There wasn't much capital and flew around the country with all my seed money trying to raise money <laughs> for the company. And everybody was trying to tell me to move back out to the coast and, um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, couldn't build a tech company in New Orleans. So um, I didn't have really a choice because I ran out of money and I was flat broke. So I started this company. <laughs> and, you're, and you're here to prove them wrong. You can start a company yeah. in New Orleans. And you've, you've you been doing do it now it. for, yeah, you've been doing it for a while now. So that's really great. And I mean, you've kind of, there's a roundabout way to get back, right? You went uh, through through Las Vegas. I think everyone goes through Las Vegas at some point, And then San Francisco and then back. So it's like a, a boomerang for you a little bit. But I'm glad to hear that you're, you're down there and doing well. Um, can you can you share now what you love about New Orleans? If you're from there, obviously you probably have a lot of different things. But if you had to boil it down, what what's the the thing that really um, makes your heart skip a beat? I guess you could say about New Orleans. It's, it's just a magical place, man. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm from here, so I'm a little biased, but you know, the music's incredible. Um, there's something for everyone. The the food is amazing. Um, people are unbelievable. The support. And, and especially, you know, and and this this ecosystem is is just um, really really coming together, and uh, just the crowd and, and the people are um, super open to supporting everyone, and, and um, it's just a fun place to be. From you know, from a business standpoint, it's very small. It's 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 a small tight knit community, and um, everyone's sort of rising to the occasion to support each other. Uh, it's a little tough because we don't have a lot of like on the B2B side, we don't have a lot of, a lot of corporates here, but on the, and then on the B2C side, it's not a huge city. Um, but the support from, from, from the community has been, uh, growing <laughs> ever so slowly, but it's getting there and, um, it's, 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 it's good, man. It's, uh, it's been a fun place to build a company. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool to be able to bring, bring jobs and, and, and create jobs and um, just impact the economic development efforts that are going on. So yeah, it's a fun place to be. No, that sounds that sounds like it. And you know, you mentioned a lot of different things there. Magical place is, is stands out. Music. I mean, the music scene and the jazz there is. You know, people know New Orleans for the jazz and jazz fest, which is coming up, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, you know, food, beignets, right? Like. It's got the, that's all I could think of is all the powdered sugar and um, how I'm going to feel when I'm down there. Anyway, um, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. The thing you didn't mention, though, is it's a little bit like Vegas as far as a lot of people come through, right? I mean, it's 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 on one of the number one places that people go out to kind of um, participate, whether it be in fe- the festivals or Mardi Gras or some of these other things that happen down there. Is that Do you guys see a benefit to that? Yeah, we do. I mean, it, of course, it, it's it's a you know tourist, definitely a tourist city. I mean, the the economy, just the tourism economy. I don't know the numbers really. Six billion a year, ten billion wow. a year, something like that. It's it's right. pretty significant. Um, yeah, hosting Super Bowls and all that kind of stuff. It's an amazing place to host conferences. Uh, it's it's very um, we're visitor friendly and and welcoming place. So yeah, and and yeah, there's the Mardi Gras and the big parties and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's not just about the parties. It's also an amazing place 
for families and there's a ton of cool stuff to do with kids. I've got a couple of kids and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great place to live and, awesome. and yeah, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Uh, and then, you know, taking a, a little bit of a turn, what do you think New Orleans could, um, improve upon? Oh man, that's a good question. There's, there's so much to improve on always with any place. Right. But, um, here specifically, I think I think we need more of the bigger businesses to support uh, the startup ecosystem and um, and just as in general, not for their specific needs, but in general to increase the um, capabilities of the talent pool. Um, we're doing we've got some you know groups like Geno Inc are doing incredible work and uh, helping bring a lot of really amazing companies to town. Uh, DXC has just moved here. Accenture has just moved here. Um, a few others that are, are, are coming in and all of that stuff is, is amazing and, and working towards doing that. And there's big companies here, um, which, which have, and they have been getting involved with, with the startup community and the innovation community and Oshner innovation group is a pretty incredible. I mean, one of the largest employers in the state, uh, Intergy is a big company here that's doing a lot of good work. Um, it's really been an impressive and, and, and reassuring to see a lot of that stuff going on. And then um, with all of these new initiatives and all this new stuff, there's a ton of jobs, right? So um, people, you know, looking at New Orleans and should be looking at New Orleans as an opportunity for great jobs and a place to build companies and all that stuff is what, you know, we're trying to build here and it's, it's happening. I mean, there's a, there's just, there's a ton of opportunity here right now. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in opportunity zones and what Launchpad's doing, you know, the companies, the companies, the startups that are going through idea village, we've got, you know, some amazing companies coming out of idea village right now. I think there's about, I can't remember exactly, 13 companies in the cohort. It's the vast majority of those have already closed their seed rounds uh, coming out of an accelerator, which is amazing. Um, Tulane uh, University in the page and Rob Lauka over there is doing amazing work. We've got an awesome uh, startup report that's coming out for the, of the region. I think 200 companies or something have wow. um, participated in that. So. You know, um, but all that, like, that's all great. And I think that, you know, we need to continue to embrace this abundance and support each other and continue to do that. Outside of that, we, we've got, you know, we've got some issues, you know, with, with our education stuff and, and systems, which there's, you know, 4.0 schools is doing amazing work here. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's different efforts that are going on with just embracing the local community. I think that needs to that needs to pick up and there's a lot of, a lot of amazing people working with the local community to, um, sort of create an environment where it's not so scary to get into the tech, tech industry. Um, so we need to really focus on a lot of that stuff, bringing diversity at the jobs, which New Orleans is starting to rank in the top five, top 10, um, in diversity in tech and women in tech and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of good work, a lot of hard work being put towards, solving a lot of those problems and it's exciting to be involved with it. Yeah, no, it sounds like there's a lot going on. So that's, that's great. Uh, okay. So we're working on, on, on something with you guys. We got the startup of the year event coming up, um, during InnoConf, which you guys are spearheading April 29th through May 2nd. Can you share a little bit of detail about what, you know, sparked the creation of, of InnoConf and what your, your vision is and, and just give us kind of an update. 
Sure, sure. So, yeah, stoked to be working with you guys on this. Uh, it's going to be a real fun, fun conference. Um, yeah, so it all started um, last year. Well, Collision was coming here for a few years, and I was kind of involved with the host committee and, and sort of helping corral locals to get involved and all that good stuff. And, you know, last year they announced they were moving, and once we caught wind that they were moving, we were kind of debating on doing a conference at another time of year, um, but then... It was just like, well, let's just piggyback on them exiting, throw this website up, call it the largest innovation conference in the world, little jab at Patty. Um, I love him. Actually, he was the first person asked to speak at it, but he said he couldn't. But uh-huh. whatever, maybe, maybe he'll come back and speak next year. Um, there's still time, Patty, if you're listening. But uh, anyway, so we put the website up and like a thousand people you know, shared interest and signed up to um, hear more. And, you know, we decided to sort of get rolling on it and brought in Sloan Miller as an executive director, um, spun it out as its own production company, and, and here we are. And, and so, so why, right? So, first of all, the week between Jazz Fest is an amazing time in New Orleans. You've got musicians here that are, Jazz Fest is two weekends long, right? So it's uh, Thursday through Sunday on the first weekend and then Thursday through Sunday on the second weekend this year. And then during the week, a lot of these musicians stick around and they'll just, you know, show up randomly in a bar and or like just start playing in the street and stuff like that. So there's just like all these incredible experiences and encounters that you run into for that reason. And then throwing a tech conference in the middle of it, an innovation conference in the middle of it just kind of made sense. And it's just fun because there's not your typical tech conference, right? It's not, um, there's a lot of, it's just a, a cool time to be in town. And, and Collision sort of proved that model. So we just kind of piggybacked off that. Like people, both people will come. Um, and we kind of ran with it. So yeah, our, our goal was to really create an environment for, uh, to kind of showcase the regional startups and bring corporate partners together, uh, with investors to create an environment where, you know, people can network, deals could get done. And, again just just continue to embrace abundance around here and like you know we're not we're on the third coast right we're not on the west coast and the east coast it's not like we have you know billions and billions of dollars of venture capital hanging around and um it's important to support each other and network and there's a ton of opportunity here and there's a ton of great companies and amazing people and you know and that whole rise of the rest sort of sort of way it, it, it's 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 a good good time to be be coming to this kind of event we've got a lot of great investors coming in we've got corporate partners coming in and you know we're expecting about 500 attendees or so so mm-hmm. it'll be good no i mean we're excited to work with you on it i you know i hadn't been down in new orleans since um our rise of the rest stop i was on the steve case uh, bus oh, yeah. tour uh, a few years ago and um, excited to be headed back and working with you guys on our start of the year competition and fast tracking a couple companies so uh, to our finals which will be in the fall so um, thank you for so much for joining me today uh, Gerard appreciate what you're doing down there and I think you can kind of hear the passion coming through with everything uh, you're talking about in New Orleans and there's a lot of excitement uh, and a lot a lot obviously to do still but a lot in motion so uh, we're excited to be a part of it and working with you and helping support it. And um, really thank you for joining today. I know you're a busy guy, especially only a few weeks out from the big the big event. So thank you so much, Gerard. Yeah, man. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Yep. Thanks. All right. So that's 
that's pretty interesting. Uh, that was really great. I'm, there's so much going on down in New Orleans. I'm trying to lose 10 pounds so I can uh, eat beignets. <laughs> I love beignets. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a good time. And so it's between Jazz Fest, who I forgot to mention that that tie-in. So um, if, you're, if you go to Jazz Fest and you're going the first weekend, just stay on down there for the, the middle part. And, you know, Inokoff's happening and, um, you know, it should be a great time. So anything else we wanted to add? I think, Rich, you might have an update you wanted to share. I just wanted to remind everybody to, if you have not yet checked out the Silicon Valley Bank Startup Outlook Report for 2018, the the it's filled with a lot of great information about the state of the industry for startups. They cover U.S., U.K., Canada, and China, and so definitely go and check that out. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, it's also soty.link/svb19 is uh, the short link for that. Thank you for reminding us to to share that info and go check that report out. Jen, did you want to say something? <laughs> so anyone in the Gulf region who, uh, as Frank mentioned, wants to, to come up the weekends uh, sometime between Jazz Fest, most important night is April 30th. Join us at the Ace Hotel. We're going to have Startup Night NOLA at Inno. We'll be showcasing 40 to 50 of the Gulf region and beyond's most amazing companies. It's going to be a big party. Uh, we'll have some live pitching going on. And best yet, it's free to attend. So we would love to see you there. Nola, Nola style. style. So thank you all very much for your updates. <laughs> We're excited to be headed down there not very long from now. And I, I'm excited for jazz. I love jazz. So thanks everyone for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all the channels that are available. Um, wherever you consume your podcast, but also check out our daily deal flow, which is a newsletter that we put out every weekday with a startup that's raising uh, funding. And you might find some really interesting companies. And if you're interested in investing in companies, that's a great place to find them. So thank you all very much for joining us. What would be a good website to find all that information? That's a great point. We're (laughs) at startupofyear.com. You can find all that information. Talk to Siri or Alexa. Tell them to get there immediately. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.